Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's it. All right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. So the weather outside is frightful, and Annie gets to take today off. Good move on her part. Hey, it's Mike Elam sitting in for the Annie Fry Show today. So Annie's gone today. Wiggins is gone today. Leah is gone today. Thank God that Brad decided to brave the elements and make it in here today. I'm I'm thankful for you. I appreciate you. Well, Thanks I, for coming. I appreciate that, Mike. I, I got to tell you, when I woke up this morning and I saw that stuff, so my wife is a hairstylist, and uh, so she got everything all ready for today, so she was going to be ready to go, because her first appointment was at 9 o'clock this morning, and about 8 is when her day just started falling apart. <laughs> it was yeah. like, nope, 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 nope. So she went from a first appointment at 9 a.m. to uh, when I left the house, she had an appointment at four, so her day just opened up. She yeah. was going to be booked from nine to nine today. It's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I got a, a text message, so I'm I'm signed up for alerts because I have to schedule my hair haircuts. Okay, because that's it's since COVID, that's the way it's been. I know. I, I completely I was understand. Always a walk in guy. It's like, and oh, I've got time. Let me walk in. Can I tell you, your hairstylist appreciates the fact that you pre book. Well. Now uh, being I someone who's been married to one for 30 plus years, they really appreciate knowing that you're coming back. But then I so but because of that, I'm on a text message alerts and all this other stuff. And I get this text message like, hey, we're closing all of our locations today. So, yeah. look after hair company in this area apparently is closed. Well, if you're one of those people who has been home all day and maybe maybe your work canceled today, I know. My full-time job canceled today. My part-time job canceled today. So both the I-3 offices and St. Charles County offices were closed today. 
And if you've seen some of the video, there is a there is a crazy video that Brad and I both saw this morning uh, of a fire truck. What is an Imperial? That's what the the tweet that I saw said Imperial. It could have been a different town. I'm just going off of what the the person who tweeted the video said. So it it was crazy if you haven't seen it, but the the neighborhood was all iced over and the fire truck is coming down the street and it starts spinning and it slams into this blue car Man. and I can't tell from the video if it knocked the car into the house or just got it really close to the house, but it looks like it may have knocked the car into the garage door that was there. And then it slams into this pickup truck and slides right up next to the house. I mean, it looked like it was going straight into that house, but it yeah. just mixed it by a little bit. Yeah, I saw another video from some security cam footage. A van came in and spun over, and then the video kind of cuts, and then the fire department, you know, coming to see this rollover van. I say rollover, it tipped onto its side. Okay. Um, that this, counts in my book. Yeah. This, uh, it rolled off his wheels. Yeah, sometimes though, you say side. you say rollover, and people no, think like, like multiple barrel rolls and, right. you know— wheels flying off it was just kind of like it was a slow roll into the curb it hit the curb and then it dumped over well the fire department came to to respond and you see fire trucks doing things that fire trucks don't usually do <laughs> it's looking like tokyo drift out there it's just sliding sideways, sideways coming around. around yeah it's wild the guy in the back should not be more in front than the guy driving <laughs> yeah it just it shouldn't be that way. maybe one of those ladder trucks where they have the steering wheel in the back you can get away <laughs> with some of that stuff but just a regular straight fire truck no I I went out and salted my driveway this morning because I've got one of those slanted driveways. So I went out and salted that and salted the walkway up to my house because uh, I'm I'm convinced that some delivery person is going to be dropping off stuff because I think I have stock in Amazon. If I don't, <laughs> I should. I have a package at my house every flipping day, and and I don't order it. So, uh, but I'm I'm not here to vent about that right now. But. Uh, I watch my neighbor come down the street, and he's got the same kind of driveway that I do. As he starts to go up his driveway, he gets to three-quarters of the way at the top, and then you see him start sliding backwards. Luckily, across the street, nobody had cars out or anything, so he just slid back to the end of his driveway decided to park in front of his house mm. and make his way through the grass yeah. as opposed to to going up that way. So if you if you haven't been out today, uh, thank God that you didn't have to get out today. But I can tell you, and Brad and I had the same experience, once you get out of your neighborhood, then it even some of the side streets, but I wouldn't say all, but once you get out of your neighborhood and some of the major side streets, it everything cleared off mm. and it was just wet. Yeah, they were able to get those roads treated, apparently, and and the treatment was doing what the treatment should do. Because usually when you see the treatment work, it's because it's like not work. It's because it's too cold out or or there was too much water or something before that washed it off or whatever. But the conditions were right today. If if they, they had the roads treated, there was a lot of salt still, I think, from earlier treatments with that snow and stuff that once you got off the back streets, um, the roads kind of were okay. They were more wet than slick. So you drove in from Illinois. Yes. So IDOT obviously was doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. MoDOT, in in my experience this morning, did a fantastic job. So we slammed them on a regular basis this morning or this afternoon as we've crossed noon now. Uh, congratulations to both MoDOT and IDOT for doing a great job on the major roadways. Uh, well done, guys. And I know uh, being out in St. Charles, a lot of the side roads, by me, those were all pretty clear. They were just wet. So 
by the most part, folks did a really nice job today. So great job to all the highway workers and, and the, uh, the MoDOT folks, IDOT stuff. Uh, great job for you guys. If you, if you don't want to get out, I don't blame you. But thank God that you're listening to the radio today. Because if you weren't, we'd be broadcasting livestock. It's an old radio joke, but it, it still works. Hey, our YouTube live chat poll of the day. If you haven't heard, we're basically down to Nikki and Donald. That's that's kind of where we are. I think Asa Hutchinson is still officially <laughs> he's, in this he's race. Still there, but but I don't think anyone's cared that Asa ever joined the race. So I mean, going back a year and a half ago when he said he was running, and people went, "Really? Why? Like you're a former governor of Arkansas, but you're not Huckabee." So nobody really cares. So your YouTube live chat poll of the day is: Who do you support for the Republican nominee? Is it Nikki Haley, Donald Trump, or I'm voting third party? So you can get your votes on that, and we will uh, talk about that poll at the end of the day. Um, it, it's been interesting watching all these polls. I mean, DeSantis is out, mm-hmm. and uh, we could talk about that as, as we go along today. But um, DeSantis didn't really give a ringing endorsement of Trump, I, I, and I get it. Right. So there's been a lot of bad blood between the two of them over this past year. And and they've gone after each other pretty well. Yeah, it was I would even say, too, it wasn't so much between DeSantis and Trump as it was between Team DeSantis and Team Trump. I would agree with that. But Um, I I think they had, you know, the the sanctimonious and all that stuff. You know, I don't think he appreciated, but which um, I wouldn't either if I was him. And I get it. But. Uh, that's that's water under the bridge. He did come out. His endorsement of Trump was really more of, I am endorsing the Republican nominee because Joe Biden is horrible. And and that's kind of what he did. He did get a dig in for a, a never Nikki. Yeah. And, and talk about the fact of, hey, we've got to come together and coalesce behind Donald Trump because we don't need this old guard fake Republican, uh, basically stuff that, mm-hmm. that he slammed about Nikki. So... He has joined the Never Nikki team and uh, has come up there. Tim Scott has endorsed her in South Carolina. Did you see Tim Scott got yeah, engaged? Yeah, he got engaged. Congratulations. He got, a, he got an endorsement and an engagement all, all in the same weekend. Yeah. Nice job. And I got to tell you, I didn't know that he wasn't married. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was part of the thing. That's like he he's not married and he's been a senator and he's, you know, what is he? He's in his 50s, correct? I, I, I think so. You know, and... Like then also, you know, when that comes out, then there's all sorts of speculation about him and and all this other stuff. And so during during his presidential run, he announced that he he's like, no, I have a girlfriend. I, I got a girl. I'm not alone. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm good with people. I yeah. swear to you, I've, they, I've swiped right or whatever it is that you're supposed to do. Yep. But they I, I have somebody. So he's officially engaged. Um, I, I bet Trump would come to his wedding. We'll we'll see how that oh, works think, out. Yeah. So now you've got the governor of South Carolina, the senator of South Carolina, both senators of South Carolina uh, have both endorsed Trump. Um, Nikki's losing support a little bit of everywhere. So I'm sure if you listen to the Annie Fry show, you well know. But just for the record, New Hampshire is tomorrow night or tomorrow. So that's going to happen. It's a normal primary. It's not a caucus. So we'll get the voting from, you know, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. and then. I'm sure it's 7.15 they'll call the election for Trump. Uh, I'm going to go on record and say we won't make it to 7.30 Central Time. 
Uh, I'm going to say by 7.30 Central Time, they're going to call the election the, for Trump. The polls close at 7, seven. 7 Eastern. Seven. Oh, that's true. 7 Eastern. Yeah. So by 6.30 yeah. Central, yeah. they will have called. I think, I think as soon as the polls close and it's okay to make a call, they'll make the call. It, exactly. Hey, we're going out on a limb, and judging by our exit poll results, we're going to say that Nikki just got her ass handed to her. That's that's pretty much. They may word it differently, yeah. but that's that's pretty much where I think this thing's going to come down. We are we are done. Can we just admit that? I mean, I don't know where Nikki Haley's going with this, and I don't really understand why. But I guess I do. She wants to say I was the last man standing, and I made it at least two primaries. Yeah, I think I think she's hoping that maybe the DeSantis crowd, some of the. Uh, uh, it would need to be a significant portion of the DeSantis crowd. I think she's hoping that those voters will come over and they're actually not just DeSantis supporters, but they would be never Trump supporters. And it doesn't look I like I don't it. think so. Yeah, no. I think that's a huge miscalculation on her part. I, I think I said this to Annie and, and Ryan when before uh, during at, right after Iowa. It's like, well, if DeSantis drops out, the lion's share of his his yeah. voters are going to. I mean, there might be. Two or three percent that come and vote Nikki, but Fox the, said this morning, sixty-five to seventy percent of the voters they have surveyed that were former DeSantis mm-hmm. are saying they're voting for Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump is the policy-wise the most similar candidate to Ron DeSantis. Right. I mean, everybody would always talk about DeSantis was Trump without the issues. Mm-hmm. Right. He was a kinder, gentler, no, well, no mean tweet. Donald he Trump. Was a, he was a Trump 2.0, refined, more of a, a politician than right. than a, a businessman. His his attacks were pointed, but they were directed at at the media. They they weren't wild and from the hip. They were thought out and right. you know well managed. And he's was, a much more cerebral guy. Mm-hmm. Let's call it yeah. that way. So um, polished is a really good word to use for that. So um, DeSantis leaving. Uh, Tim Scott endorsed. Uh, the governor endorsed, of course, he already had uh, the other senator from uh, South Carolina, has been with him for a while. Yeah. Um, so it seems like everybody in South Carolina is going that way, and Nikki continues to fall in those polls. The The poll I saw this morning had Trump at 52, Nikki at 36 in New Hampshire, and that was her getting 100% of the Chris Christie vote. Yeah. Because the, if you were voting for Chris Chris Christie, you're a never Trumper. Right. I mean, that's that's done. Right. So that part is done. Um, they have moved on. We'll see what happens tomorrow. And I think tomorrow is probably going to be the nail in the coffin. It, it needs to be. I don't know if she can afford to go to her home state and get beat there. Well, she talked about, oh, you mean afford in terms of her reputation mm-hmm. and her brand. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I was thinking afford in terms of dollars. And she was talking about this morning in an interview that I saw uh, that she has saved her money. And mm-hmm. I thought, I, I don't know that that was a good move. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think if you had some dollars, you probably should have thrown them out there. But yeah. um, I just I can't imagine running against a former president, especially yeah. in, in you can do a a point A, point B and just compare the two. And when you look at Trump and his four years and you look at Biden and the three that we've had so far, you've got to say. Trump was a much better yeah. time for our country. You don't have to like him. You can hate Donald Trump if you want. I don't care. But you've got to look at objectively. Mm-hmm. You've got to look at everything and see, okay, this is what the country was like under him. Here's what the country's like under Biden. You've got an A-B test that you have done. 
And it's the first time in over 100 years that you get to do a mulligan for a guy who's back in the race. So it's going to be interesting to see where the voters decide to go on that. Um, we'll we'll see yeah. how it plays out. Hey, we have got a lot to get to today on the show. We've got a lot of guests. Uh, Missouri Secretary of State and candidate for governor for the great state of Missouri, Jay Ashcroft, is going to join us coming up in just a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk with St. Louis County Councilman Mark Carter. He is also running for the Missouri Senate in the 15th District. Uh, Steve Moore is going to join us uh, from the Heritage Foundation. Cody Smith, who is the Missouri State Representative, he is a candidate for treasurer for the state of Missouri. And then we've got Matt Pauley that's going to join us as well. That is a whole lot to squeeze in here in the fastest three hours of radio. It just seems to go that way. It's Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry today on the Annie Fry Show. Jay Ashcroft is on the other side here at 97.1 FM Talk. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, we hope you're enjoying the weather today. It is frightful as the song goes, but if you get out on the main roads, if you haven't heard, the main roads are actually not that bad. So once you get out of your neighborhood... Uh, it may not be a beautiful day in your neighborhood, but it gets a lot better once you get out of there. It's Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry today. Thank you for being a part of this Monday, cold, wintry, kind of blah weather day. But there is a whole lot going on for us to talk about. One of those has to do with a brief that just got filed by Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. And he is joining us on the phone today. Mr. Secretary, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good afternoon, Thanks for having me, and uh, everybody be safe on the roads. Hey, man, I'm glad that you could be available today. I really appreciate that. I appreciate Elijah for always making sure that we stay in touch. He's a good guy. You know, you you have the best friends. He is a good guy, and I just feel it's my responsibility to be accessible to the people of the state. How do you? How can you be a good public servant if you don't listen to the public? Boy, that's true. You have had a a, a really great, well-rounded career, and I don't know how many people realize. I mean, you started off as an engineer. You were a professor. You got your law degree, and now you've been Secretary of State. Uh, but I. That's why some people may be wondering. Wait, the Secretary of State filed a lawsuit 
What's up with that? So well, some, there, some people may not understand that. So I, I just wanted you to kind of under to explain a little bit about uh, the lawsuit that you have filed, along with a number of other of your cohorts, if you will, around the country. Just explain a little bit about what this lawsuit is. Yeah, um, the uh, state of Colorado threw President Trump off the ballot without convicting him of any crime, without any sort of due process. Uh, the Secretary of State of Maine also threw President Trump off the ballot, once again, without due process, no conviction of a crime or anything. And that case has been agreed to be heard by the United States Supreme Court as to whether or not what they did was constitutional, whether it was legal. And um, I don't believe that anyone should be thrown off the ballot due to allegations. I believe that every American should have the right to due process um, if they're going to be thrown off the ballot because they supposedly committed a crime, they have to have it proven that they actually committed that crime uh, before they th- get thrown off the ballot. So uh, I led a, a group, I think there were 11 of us, 12 of us or so, uh, secretaries of state that filed the brief with the United States Supreme Court that just simply said no one should lose their right to run for office just based on allegations. And that the authority to remove people from the ballot should not lie with election authorities. That shouldn't be the county clerk's job. It shouldn't be the secretary of state's job. Uh, That should be something that would have to go through the legal process. Because if it doesn't, if what happened were the main uh, secretary of state on her own, not even an elected official by the people of the state, can throw someone off the ballot, that's going to spread. You're going to see blue states throwing off the ballot Republican congressional candidates. You're going to see red states that would end up throwing off you know, Democrat congressional candidates, you name it, it would tear our constitutional republic apart. The Supreme Court needs to step in. Not to mention the fact that you should leave that up to the voters. I mean, the voters should be able to pick who they want to run. And just so people understand, the secretaries of state, you're not alone here. You've got Kansas, Alabama, Arkansas, Idaho, Indiana, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, Tennessee, West Virginia, people from uh, all across the country have joined this for a lot of the same reasons of what you just said. I mean, at the end of the day, you can make this be as ugly as you wanted it to be. And if you're going to leave it up to just the secretaries of state or in some cases, even unelected bureaucrats are making the cases that said, no, I get to decide who makes the ballot and who doesn't. Yeah, it's scary. There would have been more signers, but we had about four days to get everybody collected with a a federal holiday in there, so it made it more difficult. But this really is about letting people choose, letting people decide. Uh, Unlike the Secretary of State of Maine, unlike the uh, Colorado Supreme Court, I trust the people of this country. I trust the people of Missouri to make a good decision when they're allowed to. Well, I'm sure there are some people out there who are wondering, wait, why are the secretaries of state filing this lawsuit? Why aren't the attorneys general filing this lawsuit? Is there a is there a reason why it would come from one? I'm going to assume it's because you all are the election authorities of your states. Well, yeah, it's we are the experts on the election law. We're the ones that have to live with it, that that move election policy forward, that work with legislators, both at the state and at the federal level to change election law. We live it every day. We're the ones that can go to the court and say, here's what's going to happen if this is truly what the Constitution says. 
my father used to say you wanted to back up the hearse and let people smell the roses to understand why it's a bad decision. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, in my case, being an attorney, having filed uh, briefs at the United States Supreme Court before, it just made sense. I'm the I'm Missouri's, you know, chief officer when it comes to elections. I'm the one that knows best uh, how to run them of our elected officials. So it just seems like the right thing for me to do. So tell everybody a little bit about this process. Obviously, you've you've filed. So after you file, what's the next step in this process? Um, the next step in the process is that February 8th will be oral arguments at the United States Supreme Court where uh, you know, the Trump campaign and the state of Colorado and other parties will be arguing uh, that law. Uh, I will be there. I've already scheduled to be there because I want to make sure the courts understand exactly what a wrong decision could plunge this country into. And I expect to have uh, several other secretaries of state show up to reinforce that. So what at the end of the day, what are you hoping that the Supreme Court comes back and rules? I mean, obviously, it goes without saying you you don't think that they should be able to to keep them off the doubt, the ballot. But this is a precedent setting case. So what are you looking for the precedent to be? Uh, I want the precedent to be that the decision regarding the 14th Amendment as to who may be on the ballot or who may not be on the ballot is not up to secretaries of state. It is not up to uh, elections officials. It's either up to the courts or we're just going to say, look, anybody who wants goes on and the people decide. But we should not be making that decision. It's interesting when you look at, you know, the reason that some of these states are saying that Donald Trump shouldn't be allowed to be on there is because he's an insurrectionist. And I thought, well, wait, that's that's an allegation that hasn't even been made in a court of law for him to be convicted of. I mean, yes, I agree with you. You should have to be convicted, but there should at least be you had charged. We don't even have a state that I know of that has even charged Donald Trump with insurrection anywhere in the country. But I may have missed that somewhere. I haven't seen it. They haven't charged him with insurrection because they can't prove he did it because he didn't. (laughs) He didn't run an insurrection. He did not riot against the United States. We've seen Democrats do that. We've seen many uh elected Democrats support individuals that uh, were trying to burn down federal buildings, were attacking uh, federal officers that were writing for, what, 100 days over 2020. But no one should be removed from the ballot without due process. And um, regardless of what the Supreme Court says, if the people of Missouri uh, elect, uh, sorry, Donald Trump as their nominee in the caucus, I will make sure he's on the ballot regardless of what the Supreme Court says. Can I ask you a little bit about some other ballot issues that are sure. that are kind of pending out there? Because it, it seems like uh, I know there's a big fight in the Missouri Senate right now, all about uh, initiative petition reform. And that seems to be a uh, we had a lot of uh, reading that went on last week with an, a nine hour filibuster between, uh, you know, senators and uh, just can't seem to agree how they're going to move forward. But you've been very busy with uh, a lot of people who want to put stuff on our ballot through the initiative petition process. Um, what are some of the things that people are trying to get on the ballot for us here in 2024? 
Well, you know, I'm sorry it took an election year to get the legislature to actually focus on this. This is something that I've been talking about for over seven years now. So hopefully if they're running for office, they'll actually do something about the problem. Um, <laughs> but with regard to what's, you know, they're trying to put an abortion up in our Constitution, the right to an abortion, uh, we see people that are talking about trying to raise the minimum wage. We see people that are trying to raise taxes on cigarettes and tobacco. We see initiative petitions on uh, ranked choice voting. We see initiative petitions on uh, uh, approval voting. There are initiative petitions that would expand gambling in the state, be that kind of what you think of a sports betting, sports gambling, or that would add a new casino to the state down at the Lake of the Ozarks. There's a, a whole plethora, to quote one of my favorite movies, of initiative petitions that are going on. And I just believe we're better when we move those things through the legislature, when we have open comment, when we have recorded votes, and when the people have the ability really to be involved and vet what's going on. So for people who don't really understand, because you hear about IP reform is a big thing that people talk about. And uh, I, I know some people, they don't even think when you hear IP reform, they're thinking that it has to do with your Internet address. It has nothing to do with going out and, and getting signatures. But for people who don't understand this whole process, if somebody wants to get something on the ballot, the way we sit today, not for what you're advocating for, but the right. way we sit today, how does that process work? Because you have... That is a laundry list of things that people want to put on on our ballots this year. Yeah, if, if someone wants to put something on the ballot, they file the language with my office, and there's some some restrictions for how they do that, but, but not a deep hurdle. Uh, my office then writes the ballot title, which is a 100-word or less concise, complete, nonpartisan uh, summary of what those changes would do. The auditor writes a fiscal note to explain what would happen, either more revenues, fewer revenues, higher expenses, less expenses for state or lower political subdivisions. And then those people can go out and collect signatures. If it's a constitutional amendment, they need to collect signatures from six of our eight congressional districts. It takes about 175,000 signatures, depending on how you do it, depending on which congressional districts you go to. And if they collect 175,000 signatures of Missouri registered voters and they're apportioned correctly among the six of eight congressional districts, then it will appear on the ballot for the people of the state to make a decision. Do we have any, as we sit here today um, on the 22nd of January, do we have any of those issues that have reached that threshold and, and they are going to be on our ballot or do we still have those pending? No, the only issue, there is one issue, I believe, if I remember correctly, that will be on the ballot. That was passed by the legislature through a, a either a, a House joint resolution or a Senate joint resolution. But the in, initiative petitions generally turn in their signatures the first or second week of May. They're due around May 13th. I haven't looked at my calendar to check the exact date. So we should know more who's actually going to turn in signatures around the 1st of May. And then uh, we'll have a good idea, although not complete, probably by the end of June, who it looks like got enough. Wow. So there's we still a lot of time left in in all of this before we find out. Are you handicapping whether or not or, or do you, are you willing to say if you, not meaning to put you on the spot, but are you willing to say whether or not you think the legislature is going to get this IP reform done this year? 
You know, I've found that you can never go wrong by betting against the legislature. (laughs) I'd say that's a safe bet, especially when you have this many of them who are uh, running for other offices or or moving to other offices in some cases uh, that they're they're getting done. Speaking of which, you are running for governor of the state of Missouri. Where is your campaign these days? What's what's the next step for the Ashcroft campaign? Well, right now I'm on Highway 50 headed toward the Kansas City area, have a couple of meetings today, and I'll be at the Jackson County Republican Central Committee meeting tonight. I think tomorrow I'm down in Springfield. Beyond that, I can't keep track of my schedule. Love the reception we're getting from people. They are sick and tired. They're angry uh, about politicians saying one thing and doing another. And I'm glad to be the only person running that not only has a record of saying the right things, but a record of accomplishing those things and a record of not changing what he's saying just because it's an election year. Well, that is Secretary of State of the state of Missouri, Jay Ashcroft. Uh, So you're going to be at the Supreme Court filing uh, or arguments February 2nd. Is that the date? February 8th. February 8th. All right. So February 8th. Uh, if if you don't mind, I'd love to hear from you when you get done with that. I'd love to hear how that's going and, and get an update from you. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll all reach out. We'll set that up. That sounds great. Well, be careful while you're out there on the roads. I know there's bad weather all over the state. So uh, be careful out there, and we appreciate you taking some time on this Monday. Thank you. Have a great day. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft joining us. It's kind of crazy how many things that people want to put on the ballot And from what I understand, Missouri is one of the lowest hurdles to get something on the ballot uh, of any state in the country. So if if you don't like the legislature, especially if you happen to be on the other side. So this abortion reform is one of the big things that, you know, Democrats are making that their number one issue uh, to the ballot this year. So they're going to be out there getting signatures and they are trying to get that done. I know there is a, a whole fight back and forth with the secretary of state's office of how that needs to be worded. And there's lawsuits that are getting filed over all that stuff. So stay tuned. There is a lot more that's, that's going to be determined. I I don't see, I agree with the secretary. I didn't, I don't see the legislature getting this done this year. No, I mean, I wish they would, but uh, as, as we talked about the other day, uh, you weren't here on, on Friday, but Mark Reardon stuck his head in for a second. And I said, what do you think about this whole filibuster that they had a nine-hour filibuster in the Missouri Senate <sighs> oh uh, over IP reform that they had just on Thursday? And Mark said, uh, I don't spend any time at all thinking about the Missouri legislature, specifically the Missouri Senate, because it is a waste of my time. I thought, wow, Man. okay, that's but, where we are. But at the same time, you know, you guys have... Have, it somewhat functions. Uh, the Illinois General Assembly, let me tell you about that is a rubber stamp for whatever the governor wants to do. It really is. J.B. Pritzker says, I want this to happen. And then the uh, the Democrats in the, the General Assembly say, OK, and they do it. They took a uh, I think it was a pharmaceutical bill and they gutted it at midnight and replaced it with language that banned, quote unquote, uh, assault weapons, <laughs> passed it. And that was that. That was it. That's how they violated your rights. That's how they did it. And it wasn't even originally a bill. It didn't go through any committees. It didn't have any hearings. Even after they passed it, they have never really clarified what you do to register. 
the the site to register your firearms wasn't up and running. Here's what you're supposed to do. Here's what needs to be registered. Does this need to be registered? There's a ton of confusion about it. They don't care. Firearms they, he through said, a pharmaceutical bill. Yeah. They they gutted that bill, and it was Katie Stewart's bill, who oh, was a wow. Democrat that's local here. Yep. They took her bill and gutted it. They had enough to pass it, so she had cover to vote no. So right. that covers her in her district. Sure. Even though I am certain she supports it, even though she voted no on it. They gutted that bill, then they passed it, and now in Illinois, assault weapons, whatever that means, they just yeah. listed a bunch of firearms and a bunch of things that they say makes it an assault weapon. These are banned. These sorts of magazines are banned. If you have all of these things, if you have this type of ammunition, you've got to register it or you're not allowed to buy it. Wow. So it's it's gone. And that's how Illinois operates. You guys are over here in Missouri like, well, there was a filibuster and they're fighting over this stuff and they can't come together. <laughs> Illinois doesn't have a general assembly. Illinois is here. It's, Hold it's, my beer. It's a formality in Illinois. And it is sad and it's frustrating because you don't, if you're a Republican, if you're a conservative in Illinois, you don't have a voice. Well, some people would tell you if you live south of I-80 in Illinois. You don't have a voice. No, you're just Once, a, yeah. You're just a piggy bank for everybody up north. Exactly. Chicago runs everything in the state, and the rest of you are just here to finance whatever whatever Chicago wants to do. You know, speaking of financing, there's been a lot of uh, weird spending that's happened in St. Louis County lately. How'd you like that ninety thousand dollar new logo that evidently somebody else out in California already had a version of? Uh, there is a lot of crazy stuff that is going on in St. Louis County. And St. Louis County Councilman Mark Carter is going to join us on the other side of the break. It's Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry today. Hope you are staying warm and you're not slip sliding on the ice out there on 97.1 FM Talk. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry on this crazy little Monday. Hope you were doing well, staying warm, staying safe. Uh, we are lucky enough to be joined on this cold, icy day by St. Louis County Councilman Mark Carter. Councilman, how are you, sir? Hey, Mike, how are you? Good I, I, icy day for you. Too. I made it here, so I'm happy about that. We're actually going to talk to uh, one of the district engineers from MoDOT in about an hour from right now to kind of get an update on uh, what are the future plans that's going on. Because I, I think we're supposed to get something later on this afternoon, but I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like overnight as we get into tomorrow. So uh, were you able to get out from your house today or are you lucky enough to be working from home today? Well, there's a big traffic back up on the stairs going downstairs today. <laughs> And so I, we had to clear that first, and once that was cleared, then uh, it was uh, free-flowing the rest of the day. Smooth sailing to the kitchen? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I got there. Yeah. No backups, and the floor was warm and dry. I was I was telling Brad earlier today that, you know, my wife is a hairstylist, and she had a, a full book today, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and then uh, by about 8.15, she had uh, lost pretty much everything, and her first appointment now was at 4.00. So when I left, she was uh, still in the slippers, but she was nice enough to make me breakfast today. I was like, wow, that was that was pretty good. So I can appreciate that. Hey, you've got a lot of things that always seem to be happening, 
happening in St. Louis County. And uh, a lot of it tends to worry or tends to run around um, money issues. And now it seems like St. Louis County and Brentwood are going back and forth about who owes who some money. Am, am I understanding part of that correctly? Yes, you are. And uh, so what happened about a year ago, the um, city of Brentwood got a very large check in the mail uh, for their sales tax. And normally how this works is the state, you know, all the retailers send their sales tax into the state. The state separates it out by counties, sends it to the county, um, and the counties then divvy that money up by municipalities, but depending on where that sales tax was generated. And so um, the city of Brentwood got a very large check around $5 million and that they normally don't get. And they looked at their books and said, you know, where is this coming from? And the people in the administration a year over a year ago in St. Louis County were like dumbfounded, like, oh, well, we just sent it to you. (laughs) And uh, so there was this big kind of where did this money come from? Then they finally said, yeah, you got, you know, we sent you too much. You need to send it back. And it went back and forth, and uh, I believe Brentwood did their own audit to try to figure out where this is coming from, and they sent back a big chunk of it, but they're still sitting on about a million two of the money because they don't have an accounting for it, and the county somehow doesn't have a good accounting for it. And so for over a year, uh, Brentwood has been sitting on about a million two or so of this money, not knowing is it Brentwood's money or is it the county's money. And in light of our financial um, crisis we have in the county, I think it's very important and should be a top of mind and top priority for the county to figure out, you know, did we give them too much or is this their right amount they're supposed to get? And, um, you know, we need the money as much as uh, uh, Brentwood does, but we need to find out who who is responsible for this money and who is rightfully who's the rightful owner of this money. Well, it, I guess the first thing that, that kind of comes to mind, and I, I saw you talking about this, is, first of all, how does St. Louis County get told that from Brentwood? How, how does St. Louis County not know that they did that? And part of the thing that I wonder is if nobody can really come to an accountant and say, well, it should have been this amount of money. If I was Brentwood, I think I'd have to say, well, thanks for the 1.2. Uh, we're going to do some street repairs going on in in our city. And I'm guessing if they did that, would the county come back and sue them to try to get that money later? Or or what happens then? Yeah. And Brentwood, I believe I've talked, I've talked to the mayor and the Brentwood has been very, um, very professional about this whole thing. They don't want to spend it for that fear that somehow if they spend it, then then it's, and then it turns out to be the county's money, then they could be sued for it and they don't want to do that. So all this is kind of sitting in limbo or escrow and they're, everybody's trying to wait. And I appreciate Brentwood being patient with this, but what I, I guess I'm most critical of is I own government in St. Louis County and why they can't figure this out. I mean, there's gotta be a a big enough calculator out there that you could uh, punch in the numbers and figure out where this, what they should get, or at least get very, very close to what they should get Uh, going forward and work it out. Uh, The Page administration is supposedly is telling Brentwood that, oh, we ordered some new software and this new software will be able to tell us what the number should be. And I'm like, okay, well, that was a year ago. Um, 
So why is this not being resolved, and why isn't this not in the top, you know, five priorities for the uh, the county to take care of financially? So, so I've very got, frustrating and I've got very right unprofessional. At, uh, I got right at a minute here. So where where does this sit, and, and what's the next step that's going to happen? Well, it's it's back with the Page administration to figure this out and to get out their abacuses or whatever they need to do and, <laughs> and, and figure this out um, and uh, decide uh, who is the rightful owner of this um, about a million two worth of tax money. Well, once you find out about that, I'd love to have you back on and and to figure that out. Uh, Mark Carter, St. Louis County Councilman, I appreciate the fact that you are always on this. You continue to to fight this battle and try to keep St. Louis County in a good financial position and keep them responsible. So I, I think that's why it's good that you're running for the 15th Senate District. I wish you the very best in all of that. Well, we've got to keep our eyes on everything and uh, citizens as well, not just elected officials. And we got to make sure that uh, it's your tax money, and we got to make sure it's being spent properly and efficiently. That's Mark Carter joining us today on the Annie Fry Show. My name is Mike Elam. We are going to talk to Steve. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 